Guess what, cinephiles? I've just heard something absolutely mind-blowing. Okay, so you know when you search for something on Netflix, what you get is only a tiny fraction of what Netflix actually has. Netflix actually has more than 18,000 titles globally, but only like 6,000 of those are available in the U.S., so you're missing out on literally thousands of great shows, unless you use ExpressVPN. Yeah, Steve, ExpressVPN is an app that lets you change your online location. So like, for example, if you're looking for stuff that's from another country, you're based here in the United States, you actually change your online location to Australia or the UK so you can control where you want Netflix to think you're located. They have over 100 different locations. They're on ExpressVPN. So you can, you can gain access to like thousands of of new shows no matter where you live. And this works with many other streaming services too there. You guys have Disney Plus or Hulu or Max or the BBC iPlayer, which is the one I use. I know I've used ExpressVPN to connect to Australia because I really love this show called Have You Been Paying Attention? I just put myself in Melbourne and I get access to it. You sign up using your email, but you immediately get access to the stuff. I've used the BBC iPlayer to watch a number of shows there on the BBC like Law & Order UK and others. And sometimes this show Guilty that I love that uh, screens there when the new seasons pop up, because it takes like four months to get them on PBS, I watch them there using ExpressVPN. And it's incredible how easy it is and how simple it is to use. So why should you use ExpressVPN? Well, first of all, it is super fast. That means you can stream everything in HD with no buffering. It works on any device. So I'm an Apple guy, which means I've already installed it on my Mac, on my iPhone, on my iPad, and on my Apple TV. I'd install it on my Apple Watch if I could, and it encrypts your data. Now, this is hugely important because it protects your privacy and your security to keep you safe from hackers. So stop missing out on great TV and get thousands of new shows with ExpressVPN. We got them to give you guys three extra months of free use when you use our special link, expressvpn.com slash cinephiles. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash C-I-N-E-F-I-L-E-S to get three extra months completely free. Hi, this is Steve. If you've listened to the show, you've probably heard both John and I talk about how the way we see a film changes when we come back to it at a different time in our lives. But we've never actually had a chance to test that theory on the show until now. You see, when we asked our audience which Kurosawa film they wanted us to do a commentary track on, the overwhelming winner was Yojimbo. Of course, we already talked about Yojimbo in episode number 61, way back in September of 2017. But sitting and watching it today with John by my side was a completely different experience. Part of this was because we spent the last couple of weeks in the world of Seven Samurai, which, despite being by the same director and starring some of the same actors, has a very different tone. Part of it was because I was actually sitting next to John while we watched, something we rarely do for regular episodes, and hearing his thoughts made me see things I had never seen before. It truly was a great conversation, and the best way for you to join us on this one is to visit cinephiles.net, where you can stream Yojimbo in perfect sync with our commentary track. And if you're supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash the cinephiles, you can also listen to our latest short on the strange phenomenon that we call good bad movies. You know, those films like The Room or Cats, which people watch because they are supposed to be terrible. Spoiler alert. I am not a fan of this phenomenon. So, 
That's Good Bad Movies on Patreon right now. Then we'll finish out our month of Kurosawa with a new commentary track for Yojimbo this Friday on The Cinephiles. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of The Cinephiles where we are concluding our month of Kurosawa. John, how has this been for you? This has been so much fun. I wish I could say it in Japanese, uh, but I'm extremely excited that we have tackled the month of Kurosawa and uh, done so many great things talking about these legendary filmmaker, but also what we did for Seven Samurai. Uh, we've got a lot of great responses from people over that. And this I'm really excited about because we haven't done a commentary what, since maybe Apocalypse Now, or did we do one before Apocalypse Now? Oh, no, we've done, uh, since Apocalypse Now, we did Citizen Kane. Oh, yes, we did. And we did Psycho. I'm getting old and I'm forgetting things. That's yeah. right. We did do Psycho. I remember that well, one. Well, this okay. has become our tradition to conclude our month of a director. Yes. Uh, with a commentary track. And um, and I wonder what our director is going to be next year. I have no idea. I literally, like, like I actually think that we chose Kurosawa yeah. as we were finishing Hitchcock a year ago. Right, right, right. But we didn't tell anyone else, of course. You no. and I knew. No. But at this moment, I have no idea what our next director is Yeah, because be. the, the, what we've done is chosen directors that uh, have a distinct voice in yes. their work, right? And um, although you could say Billy Wilder is an excellent choice, so many different genres, but Billy Wilder will come up many times for us, I imagine, right. as we do these uh, do these uh, 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 episodes. So it's about finding the right director that kind of fits in that niche. I don't know. Tarantino seems to be a possibility. Maybe down the road, Denis Villeneuve as an auteur filmmaker could be interesting down the road. Um, are, are there any French? I mean, do we do uh, do we do a Fellini? Do we do Godard or, or Godard? Truffaut? Or... Yeah, Truffaut is a possibility. Although neither you or I are huge Truffaut fans. Actually. No, uh, I do like Breathless. Well, that's Godard. That's Godard. That's I like Godard. I don't like uh, don't much like much of Truffaut or, right. or Antonio Nini. I'm not the biggest fan of his stuff either. Um, I like, I like him a little more. We we've never done Ingmar Bergman on this show. Oh, we have never done Bergman. We've right, never done Bergman, right. so that's a huge one. Obviously, yeah. um, we're talking about. I think this year is going to be uh, a whole month of The Godfather. Yes. So so that would be if we didn't do that this year, then a Coppola and The Godfather. Coppola might be interesting. A Coppola, I mean, uh, look, a Coppola month of Coppola. Yeah. I think would be fun as hell. Yeah. And there, okay. I, I mean, there are other directors who are like, we've already done a lot. We've yeah. done a fair amount of Kubrick. Yeah. Like we've done a ton of Spielberg. We've done a lot of Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Like so, so those ones I don't think would be ones that we would do necessarily. Although, yeah, there certainly are plenty of Spielberg movies we haven't talked about, and he's yeah certainly worthy of a month. Spike Lee's a possibility. That we've is we've a rarely great, done any Spike Lee. We've done none. We've, we've done, done none. none. So yeah. Spike Lee might be the next one we tackle. That's so so That's so. You know what? And and of course. We love to hear your opinions on what you think. The January 2021, what director should we (laughs) devote a month to? We got a lot of time, um, but we'd love to hear what you think. But this has been the month of Kurosawa. And we put out again to all of our fans of what Kurosawa film they wanted us to do a commentary track, and they chose Yojimbo. Yojimbo. I thought other things might have a shot, like High and Low. Rashomon. Rashomon, things of that nature. Ron. Ron, right. Ron, which is so fantastic. One One of our personal favorites, but... Yojimbo is the one that I think is the, you could argue maybe, although Seven Samurai is the most like beloved and respected, Yojimbo may be the most popular of Kurosawa's films because of what it spawned, but also because of the performances from Mifune and Tatsuya Nakadai in the film. I mean, it, it, it's so interesting to me because having just come off Seven Samurai, yeah. which is so, 
heavy and serious and filled with nuance and subtlety and deep humanity. And now we go to Yojimbo, which is it's a, a, a great film. Yes. But it is none of those things, you know? It has its own voice in a populist way, yeah. which is also part of Kurosawa's uh, uh, approach to films as well. He had an incredible ability to walk the line between populist fare and more deeper, psych- uh, 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 intelligent uh, fare that uh, you know challenged you as a viewer. So uh, I'm excited to see if maybe as we're watching it, I know we already covered it on the Cinephiles, but maybe as we're watching it now, something will occur to us as we're watching. Well, here's the thought that I had. So yeah. I, so normally, obviously, I always try to be very, very prepared. Uh, I did not watch this film mm. ahead of time. And here, and I'll tell you, this is the ridiculous uh, yeah. rationalization for that. One of the things we talked about in Seven Samurai that I love is the fact that it's really about strategy. It's yeah. strategy and intelligence and preparation. And that's what wins that battle. Yeah. You know, it's the Takashi Shimura character figuring it all out, the discipline of it. I think this movie is to some degree the opposite mm. because I think. There's a you know there's the idea of flow state you you know hear athletes talk about that yeah. today of putting yourself into the situation and just letting yourself do what you're going to do yes and that relates a lot to things that Zen has been thinking about for a thousand mm. years and if you look at martial arts and Zen philosophy and and meditation as it relates to martial arts and things like that they're really talking about that same idea flow state yes of how do you get into it I think Tashiro Mifune in this film chooses purposely to put himself in situations that he's not in control of ah. and have flow state rather than the Takashi Shimura, which this is the plan and this is how we're going to execute it right. step by step by step. This is, I'm going to throw up a stick and see where I go yeah, and then walk into a situation. And so I have decided to try to be in flow state <laughs> to just allow the movie to wash over me yes. and see what my response is. Well, I would argue as knowledgeable as you are about film, just like he is about his abilities in any situation, it makes sense. You will probably get away with it, and it's no problem. <laughs> and I'm personally happy that you haven't seen it because now we get to experience it kind of fresh after a while. This has been a year, authentic a couple of years since we did this yeah. episode. I think, it's yeah, been yeah, a while. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen the film. I don't think I've seen the film all the way through since then. I might have seen like some scenes in passing, right. flipping channels or whatever. But yeah, so that'll be fun to explore for me as well. And I, you know, yeah, I like to flow as well. Well, then let's that flow right lower, into the, yeah. Let's flow right in the movie. You have uh, a remote control ready. I do. Uh, uh, shall we count it down? Yes, we should. And th- those of you who are out watching, I hope you have your Blu-ray in or your iTunes up or however you choose to mm. watch your movies. Maybe you went to cinephiles.net and you've went to Amazon Prime and are streaming it through there. That would be the best way for you to do this. Agreed, agreed. Uh, and we're going to count down so you get your thing paused and ready. And here we go. We are starting Yojimbo in five, four, three. Two, one. And we have a black screen. Yeah, and a black screen. Ours has a Criterion Collection symbol coming Damn up. Damn right. Yeah. Because that's the best way to own this thing. Yeah, absolutely. And Janus Films. I don't know much about Janus Films, do you? No, I actually haven't explored that much about them myself as well. Uh, we start with that great music, that great drum. Yeah. Toho. It's funny how Toho and Golden Harvest to me always meant something very specific. Yeah. You know? Well, Toho for me initially obviously was Godzilla. Oh, right. Of course. First, first as a child growing up watching those Godzilla films and then eventually Kurosawa's stuff and Golden Harvest, of course, with the um, martial arts. Oh, oh, there's the mountain. Right. Your Jimbo. 
And Mifuni like the mountain. Yeah. Great, great <laughs> that shoulder move and great deep bass here to announce that this is a powerful presence coming into the screen and coming into this world. It's so crazy that he shot this seven years after Seven Samurai, right? Because he is totally different. Mm-hmm. He looks he looks decades older. Yeah, true, and certainly more calm. Oh yeah. Um, and what's interesting too about the music is like this is more. Almost modernized music, even though it has obviously uh, a lot of shades of stuff from feels from that time period. The rhythms, the beats of the music feels very modern of the 60s uh, when this came out or late 50s when this came out. Well, it has that. It's serious and it's fun. Yes. Like, and and I think the opening of this shot of just looking at this guy's back as he sort of scratches Mm. and you see his hair is not, you know, it's kind of messy. And you get a sense of this guy right from the beginning. Right. And the thing is, if, what was his name in Seven Samurai? Kikuchio? Kikuchio, If Kikuchio doesn't die, maybe this is Kikuchio. Years of, seven years of... Going wow. through these, like, you know, go, and he's a more think settled Kikuchio guy. Kikuchio could ever be this no, controlled. I don't know. I mean, Kikuchio has that wild as I was in my 20s. That's so true. Maybe. That's fair. He, That's you know, fair maybe point. he calms down a little bit more Certainly. and having seasoned through more and more battles, this is, but he still has that, like, that shoulder move is his arrogant little thing of, like, messing with people. I don't know. Well, th- what's interesting about this guy and the camera has panned down to, we see his feet walking. Mm-hmm. The, uh, what's interesting about this guy is there is a, I don't I don't give a shit kind mm-hmm. of element to him. Right. A fatalistic approach yeah. to the world. Yeah. And not suicidal, fatalistic. There's a difference. Yeah. And we've come to a crossroads. Mm. And I think this is just a great, great moment of what to do at the crossroads. Right. Like life. Yeah. We just have natural sound. Have you ever had a crossroads? In life, yes. Have you ever of stood course. And go, which way should I should I do this or not? It, it, it's funny. When I was younger, yeah. it, it always seemed very clear to me. <laughs> you As know? it does when you're young, you know. And now that I'm older, it's like, no, of course. I I, I feel like I'm at one right now. Oh, you know, interesting. Like yeah. I, I feel like I, I I'm not going to teach as much this semester. Mm-hmm. I want to focus on this podcast. I want to focus on writing a book. Yeah, uh, I got some other possible projects starting. It's kind of going. Okay, what's the next decade going to be like? Did you, are, are you flipping up a stick? I'm just like going to say, maybe I should just throw a stick up. And this is the this is what I mean by this idea of this movie based on kind of zen and flow. Yeah. Like he's just I guess I'll go this way. A randomness to it. Yeah. Yeah. But you know when you're when you feel uber confident about your abilities in any situation going any direction, you feel you can you will get out of it. You'll be fine with it. Yeah. And then right in front. We, and here's this argument right in front of Mifuni with him out of focus in the background oh. between this farmer and his son, and yeah. the son wants to go off and do other things. How, how, does this feel familiar? I mean, that's what I'm saying. It could be Kikuchio seeing his life yeah. at, uh, at a, you know earlier stage when yeah. he ran away from his farm to go and try and be a samurai. Yep. You're right. He looks decades older. He does. It's, 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 it's like a different person. Yeah. Well, listen, a lot of, lot, of, lot, of, lot of drinking will do that to you. Yeah, it's true. Well, it's almost like uh, Excalibur, right? How the difference between Arthur at the nice beginning of the movie yeah. and Arthur like when he's older. Yeah. Even though it's the same actor in the same time frame. Well, and this is the thing that uh, Kurosawa really saw. We talked about it with 
both Mufuni and Takashi Shimura is the ability to see these actors yeah. as different things. Right, that right. You could be the bandit in Rashomon. You could be in High and Low. You could be in Stray Dog. Mm -hmm. You could be Seven Kikuchio in Seven Samurai, and then yeah. Sanjuro in Yojimbo. Yeah, yeah. And these things they're arguing about, right? This idea of the kid running off. Once again, these kind of modern situations happening at a time at a at a way earlier time period. Kid running off to go be a gambler. They think just one role and they can be rich instead of working for their lives, you know, which is probably what was happening as transitioning into that rebellious 60s where the kids didn't want to work in the same way. And they wanted, they were angry at the world and protesting and marching and these kinds of things. And maybe that was happening in Japanese culture as well or society. Yeah. Well, and you, and of course, we have Bufune who's just the observer. Yes. Just, right. Just there. And the farmer just threw some shade on him. You know, hungry dogs come running. And he just, I mean, it's interesting to see this farmer slam the door on this dude with a big sword. Yeah. Dismissively so. Yeah. We've made it to town. Mm. Right? You have, there, I mean, obviously, this is hugely influential on the spaghetti westerns and the man with no name. But right. the music is so, like, gunslinger-ish yeah. of that era, yeah. you know? And, of course... You know, it makes sense. The lineage between John Ford and the classic American Western mm. and Kurosawa and who loved those films. And yeah. then he inspired Westerns later on. That's yep. just amazing. It's always a, they're both connected genres all the time, influencing each other. And here we have the town immediately going, who's this guy? Yeah. And we'll see this thing of opening and closing doors and screens and looking through things is, is just part, part of this film from beginning to end. Yeah. This long lens shot, of course, I love long lenses, and you can tell, oh, oh. there it is. There it is. <laughs> I think this is a 500 millimeter lens on this. Wow. And once again, a moment that could be, if you play a different score under here, there's a sense of horror, but he, it's a more playful score, yep. so you don't take it too seriously. It almost excites you to see what, what this is. Where, where did that hand come from? How did the dog get a hold of it? That kind of jazz. So the music that just played, it just popped into my brain. Mm. You know what it sounds like that I, I am certain they referenced? Yeah. Is one of my guilty pleasures is Way of the Dragon. Oh, the yeah. The music in Way of the Dragon, did, I bet they tempt with this music. This mm. That theme right there. What is Way of the Dragon for the people that don't know? It's Bruce Lee, right? Bruce Lee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Way of the Dragon. And he's just trying to figure out what's going on. Get the lay of the land. So this is the innkeeper. He is in Seven Samurai. This is the bandit that Takashi Shimura kills at the very beginning ah, with the bowl of rice. Right. Forever connected. And, and he goes, says, hey. You can make some money as a bodyguard, mm. which is what Yojimbo means, bodyguard. And this is one of the two people, Sebe, who's one of the gangster commander guys. Yeah. Again, this is all shot with long lenses. But their their reaction to him is so interesting too because like do they just wait like when when a stranger comes in do they just kind of like get excited by the possibility of either yes because it's almost like they want to play with him like they're both 
I don't know. They're both like wolves and like a sheep. Want, what they think is a sheep wanders in between them and they think they can play play it until they eat it. Play with it until they eat it. I, I, well, it's funny that you say that because I was thinking that they're all responding to him like he's a wolf. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, look, look at this moment. Yeah. You know, I mean, a whole bunch of dudes just came out and surrounded him. He seems he's a threat. We don't know because he's obviously a samurai. Right. And oh. tell the dude with the yeah. hammer. <laughs> I'd love to know this guy's story. I'd love to hear Kurosawa talk about this guy. Because as people know, you know, it's not like uh, th- there are that many tall uh, <laughs> uh, Japanese reaction. <laughs> yeah, like, whoa. Well, Mufuni's 5'8". Right. So that guy's got to be 6'6", six, 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 yeah. more. This is the second time he's been called a dog. Yep. Well, and, you know, we got 25 guys. That guy's clearly not a threat. Yeah. So now he's going to walk down towards the other side of town, I think. And he's, in essence, a ronin here, isn't he? You know, a masterless samurai. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny how this is all just exposition, Mm -hmm. and we haven't had our main character say anything. And this is a set we're going to spend a lot of time in. Yeah. And I love the design. I love that we think we're in this, you know, walled up room and there's light streaming in from the outside through the slats. But what we're going to find out, I think, is that all these little uh, windows open and close yeah. to look out into the town. But there's a calmness to him, right? Like he didn't overreact to those people running out. Nope. Then... When he gets offered sake, instead he takes rice. He doesn't care if it's cold. For him, it's just like, you know, whatever it takes. And this is our innkeeper is not happy, doesn't want any more violence in this town. Right. Well, and this is the thing. Uh, I feel like we talked about this when we did the episode, is that is what Yojimbo does to this town actually a good thing? It's a good question. I mean, a lot of people are going to die by the time he gets out of here. True. Then again, if they just accepted him with open arms, they wouldn't have died. I was. So we hear the sound of the coffin maker here. I wonder if Kurosawa was thinking about High Noon because mm. the coffin maker right. plays such a big part. Good point. But also, it's smart because you, you know, it keeps you unsettled, but also it foreshadows something that's coming later. This right. idea of death. This idea of. Right. Coffins. So now we're getting more exposition here, as you said. And what we find out is there are these two kind of mob bosses, and they're each fighting for power in the mm-hmm. town, and that's been going on a while. Yeah. And you talk about how you should do exposition, right? We always talk about the clumsy way and the correct way to do it, and having this is natural because it's a stranger. Why wouldn't they want to talk to him and tell him what's going on? It makes sense. I think if a student had bring this in a script, I would have probably said this was clumsy exposition. Really? Absolutely. Because it's just a dude, you know, why are they they telling him this? And why are they going on and on? Here's everything you need to know. Right. This is what I call front loading. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I I would have probably said you can do this smoother. (laughs) But 
in the film, it's great. It is. It, this is why Kurosawa is a master filmmaker, right. and I'm not. You know. <laughs> well, right, and the exposition here is, oh, uh, then that's that guy. He's one of the seven samurai, right? Isn't he? Oh, is that? Uh... Yeah, it's just I think he's got some teeth or something to do this. Is that teeth. Heihachi? I think so. The woodchopper. Mm. You know, one thing I I didn't say when we did our Seven Samurai episode, I think it is, is that he is in the most. If that is him, yeah, he's in the he's in the most Kurosawa films oh. behind Shimura and Mifune. Wow, yeah. But I mean, maybe that's him. The teeth and I'm everything not sure. is done to make it look that way. And that's one of the bad guy's brothers who is described as a dangerous halfwit. <laughs> and again, we get these things. These are these these windows we're going to look out into the world through. Yeah. Things slide up. Oh, the, the filming is just so beautiful. To me also, I like the little things that Mifuni is doing here. The way he's eating the rice, like three quick slabs into his mouth. I remember when I finally, I don't know if it was this movie, but where I finally learned like how to eat rice with chopsticks. Yeah. Because you, you lift the bowl to your mouth. That makes it easier. Picking up a grain of rice with some chopsticks is <laughs> difficult. It is not easy. Yeah. Right. Now we're getting the whole lowdown yep. of everyone who's involved. See all these, all these frames within frames. Yeah. It's so cool. It, it, it's funny for all of my, you should have clear ways to do your exposition that are not just front loading at all. Right. Sometimes there's a time it's like, well, just get it over with. Yeah. You're working so hard to get your exposition out in a clever way. Yeah. Why don't you just have someone say it and be done? <laughs> but also you're getting a lay of the town, right? You're getting... The, who's where and who's on what side and things of that nature. So I think it's a smart way he did it as well. But it's so funny because he says, I don't want any fighting, but he tells him all the scumbags, the scumbags, that, yeah. Yeah, everything that's happening in the town, all the sides he could take. And he's saying, eat quickly and leave. Yeah, yeah. And this is one of the key questions of the movie. Why doesn't he? Yeah. Because that's the moment. Mm -hmm. I think when he fully explains how messed up this town is, Mufuni goes, yeah, I'll stay. Yeah. Yeah, he looks 30 years older right. than he did in seven years ago as Kikuchio. His voice is deeper. Yeah. The whole nine. The pace is different. Yep. See, now he says he's going to do this so they can give him a fresh start. The town a fresh start. Well, what's so weird about this movie is we don't see any town other than bad guys. Right. Like, there, I mean, we see a couple of people. Yeah, like him. Yeah. yeah. But not many. Right. Like, right. it's not like a thriving community. Thinking and drinking. But there's also something we said for people who like exist in a town like this and just kind of deal with the drama of it all just to stay alive. Look at the framing of the yeah. shot. 
We had the the opposite before, three in the foreground with him in the background, and now we have him in the foreground, the three of them in the background. We have right. the wind, the town, of course, that I think was built for this. Yeah. Also, instead of tumbleweeds, it's the leaves blowing across. It's yeah. great. That kind yeah. of Western vibe and samurai vibe to it all. And th- this is, you know, this is rolling up to the saloon. Mm-hmm. So he's ready to be your Jimbo, the bodyguard. And he's gonna and he's gonna prove it. Yeah. And we all go, cool. How? So do you think now that's a good question here? If I say so myself. Do you think <laughs> at what point has he decided the plan that he's going to go Well, about? this is what this is th- right. this is what that was being about flow state is I think he's decided one step ahead. Oh really? I don't think okay. he's three steps ahead. Okay. I think he's like, I'm gonna go do this and we'll see what happens. Yeah, and maybe you're right, because maybe he's like, Let me see how stupid these guys really are, how many how much I can manipulate them. And let's see, step by step, I'll figure it out what my next move is going to be. But of course, there was a wipe between um, sake and drinking. So there was some time that right. could be assumed that he was thinking about what he was going to do. Because he, you know, it's like if this was Kambe in Seven Samurai, he would have wanted information on the bad guys and right. he would have looked at the location and he would have made a plan. And yes. He didn't do that. He just walked up and said, I'm going to go, I'm just going to go pick a fight. Right. Which I think Kukuchio would do. True, um, true. <laughs> but this is also now these guys who had just run out and uh, you know accosted him. Now he knows he can like prove his worth here by messing with these guys because they came at him first. Yeah. So he's gonna talk some smack. Mm-hmm. I also go like I mean this guy this guy like our seven samurai characters. He's been through the wars. Yes. You know, I mean, this movie takes place a couple hundred years later. Yeah. Um, at the end of the Tokugawa period. Also, the way they're dressed, right? It's yeah. very much villainous. So kind of immediately a hero. And kind of ridiculous. Yes. Of you course. know, we, you know, that guy's weird hair and, you know, strange mini fabric clothes and. Right. They're preening for effect. Yeah. Lose that arm. And I love that he does it and then and then yeah. the sword is put back in and he does his little shoulder stretch and walks away. Yep. I but, like that he cuts off the arm with the prison tattoo on it too, as a symbol oh, of like how nice. ridiculous that was to prove you're some kind of man. Two coffins don't better make that three. <laughs> The home is going to bleed out. Well, and this is the thing I was thinking about: is that that was really violent. What we yes. just saw. I mean, I don't know when we saw when we, when the first severed arms were in a movie, but I don't know a lot of things like that earlier than this. Good question. Um, yeah, but it was fun. Yes. Uh, also, realistic, Steve. Samurai fights don't go on for twenty five minutes. You know what I'm saying? The best samurai fights are quick, and I love that Kurosawa yeah. always honored that in his movies. Yeah. Have you ever held a real katana? Once, and it was life-changing, and I put it back because I knew I would have 30 of them if I started to fall in love with them, so I've kept my distance. They're very scary. Yes. I've, I've, I've held them, and what's so scary about them is how they're razor sharp. Yes. I mean, like, yeah. 
Which is why I love that homage in Pulp Fiction when right. Willis pulls out that katana. Now, you're in a good negotiating position. Have you ever thought about this for your next contract of just like <laughs> yeah. kill a bunch of dudes? <laughs> I should. I should. If I killed a bunch of the Schmodown competitors, go, you know what? I'm the last one left. Yeah. So you got to pay me more to be part of these matches. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, but then they have to get a whole bunch of new competitors. I mean, like, don't you, don't you generally go against the same people over and over again? No, not oh. anymore. Oh. Well, yeah, you could say that, I guess. I still hear, I still hear the same name. You do. Yeah. You do. We're being real nice to this guy. Uh, and there's the wife. Yeah. She's a peach. <laughs> Sometimes the woman does run things. And he immediately is, a, you know, having little secret conversations in buildings with shoji screens. Yeah. Doesn't seem like the best of plans. No. And this is this is where I go. He doesn't have a plan because he can't know that he's going to overhear what he's going to overhear. Right. You know, um, he just reacts to whatever is happening. Yeah. Again, the framing is beautiful. And here we hear the fix is going to be in. This is such a. Dumb thing for them to have this conversation, though, while he's actually in the house. But I think this is a key thing because because they go, we're going to betray him. Yeah. Then it's cool for uh, Sanjuro to do all the stuff that oh, he's going to do. Yeah. If he didn't hear this, then he is betraying them. Exactly. But since they're, they're already going to screw him, it's fine. Right. And here we also establish this relationship with the son yeah. who's supposed to inherit, who maybe isn't... Uh, quite up to the yeah i love this little look <laughs> little sticking <laughs> out his tongue. and there isn't like there's no way there were samurai like this like it's the anachronistic nature of it all that makes it so cool you know i mean because it know. doesn't feel out of place no even though it can look a bit anachronistic well it, it, you know what's funny <laughs> so uh uh i'll I'm going to spoil what our next movie is going to be. Sure. Which is that we are in honor of Terry Jones going to do Life of Brian yep. coming up. And I just started doing some... Did you just lose sound? No. Oh, I just started... Oh. Yes, I did. Hold on. Let's pause for a second here. All right. We're pausing. Everyone pause your devices. Because we have a sound problem. Okay. I think we're back. And we're going to start in three, two, one, play. Yes, we got our sound back. Sorry about that, cinephiles. Sorry, guys. So uh, one of the things is I'm starting to do research on Life of Brian. Yes. Is, is that... Uh, just to let you know, we're at 2345, 46, 47, just in case you want to sync back up. Yeah. Okay. Um, is one of their inspirations was they went and watched some of the great biblical classics, Quo Vadis and, of course. and her and all that stuff. Yeah. And they noticed that everyone talks in a very formal voice. Yeah. And they went... And, and what they said is it's as if they know that really important stuff is happening <laughs> around them. And so they have to talk like that. And so one of the big things they did is like, we just want people to talk normal. Yeah. And so they ha- that's part, p- a big part of the sense of humor in Life of Brian is people are just people yeah. talking about stuff. And in a way, some of that is true here. Well, it's only through those movies that we believe people spoke a certain way at that time. Yeah. Sanjuro 
which will be the next one, if I'm correct, right? Or is San so Drew is the next one, yeah. Right. So a little reference to San Drew there, something about it. Now, is that his name? What? It's a, it's a field, right? Isn't it? A mulberry it? field yeah, or yeah. something. But did he just make up that name or is that really question? I don't know, right? Good question. I always felt like he just made it up. So this guy yeah. is the guy who played Sanshiro Sugata in Kurosawa's first film. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we have the three. Wow. So we have his first film star. Yes. We have the star of his middle years, Mifuni. And then you have the star of... Uh, What's to come? His later yeah. ones with uh, Tetsuro Nakadai. I like that he's the older samurai, kind yeah. of not feeling happy that they brought another samurai in. Kind of works on a meta level as well. Totally. Look how scared they are about having to fight. See, it's great to talk big before you fight. And, and how much Sancho just doesn't care. Yeah, because right. he's actually been in fights. <laughs> well, and I think he already knows he's not going to fight. Right. Right. Because he doesn't care. <laughs> I'm enjoying the spoils, though. That's for sure. Watching Mifune's little looks throughout this film yeah. is so fun. Nice wipe. And we're going to go out and have a battle. Oh, I like this guy. This is the this is the three o'clock and all's well guy. <laughs> and of course, what time is it? It's high noon. That's right. So again, these are long lens shots. And one of the ways you can always tell is how much size change is there in foreground and background. Yeah. So if there's a lot of size change, a huge giant head with a tiny, tiny person in the background, that's a wide angle lens. And if there's not a lot of size change, then it's a long lens. But what the long lenses mean is that you have to be really, really far away. And if right. you want this deep focus like Kurosawa has, you have to have tons and tons of light. Yeah. So it might not just be daylight out here. They might have huge, huge lights on everything. Yeah. Um, to In order to keep these things in focus. Well, the question you have to ask too, here too, uh, uh, aside from the thing, like story-wise, why are these women in the brothel, like how many men are coming through the town well, this who aren't the, already in the town? Who are the, where are the people that are buying the sake? Yeah, like, true. Good where, yeah, where is where the money things? coming from for yeah. these criminals? I mean, it seems, I love this guy's just like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Smart samurai. <laughs> like, see you later. I'm good. And I love this little bit of eye contact. Yeah. That's awesome. He's and the saying, smile. He's almost saying, good luck with Kurosawa, son. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> <laughs> You'll leave just like I did over the fence. You'll see. <laughs> well, and this is, you know, I think this movie, <laughs> I love those looks. It's so great. The meta. And the smile. Is fantastic. I, I, I what I what I, something we talked about for years now on this show is how we feel about violence. Yeah, because we can have violence that's thrilling and violence that's depressing and violence that's fun. Yes, and even though we, as far as we know, a whole bunch of people are going to die in the next minute. Yeah, we're like, oh, this seems like fun. Yes, well, because they're all kind of ridiculous, and so their their deaths don't really carry weight. Right. Well, and I I love that our bad guys have have gone, oh, we got this good fighter. Well, let's yeah. just start a war right now. Right. Like, what is their plan? Like, what they don't know anything about this guy. That's the thing. I mean, yeah, he he, he fought pretty well once, but <laughs> he's just one guy. Mm. 
It's almost like trench warfare, too. Yeah, right? Everyone's the skirmish, and you get, what, 30 feet, 10 feet, 5 feet? Yeah, I'm not interested. And, of course, he just goes, I'm out. I don't intend to be killed after your victory. <laughs> and I like that he drops the money on the ground. It's so brilliant because Homa obviously was the samurai that was in residence until right. he showed up, right? And so he's like, I'm out of here now. I can hand this off to someone else. See, I don't think he knew what he was going to do until that moment. I oh. think he walked forward. I think part of him was going, maybe I'll join you guys. Uh-huh. And then when he looked back, you know, he says, oh, that's all. Hmm. And now I'm j- I am see this little watchtower. I'm just going to go to the middle, hmm. see what happens. What's so interesting about what he does is it seems as if there was a stalemate yeah. before he shows up. Oh, yeah. And now he is going to mess up the stalemate. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many great scenes in Kurosawa films don't have weather, don't have rain yeah. or wind or heat, you know, because it's so much a part of his filming. It's true. <laughs> oh, and you know guys. what? Shooting from this high up, from his angle, mm-hmm. they're even more ridiculous they're even yeah. smaller in the things that they're doing and maybe this is kurosawa's statement on war we talked about um uh you know the nuclear bomb and how that affected him and his brother and like this he always hated war for that and his commentary throughout his films is to make fun of war or to denigrate war to, or to minimize war and look at this he's showing these two sides at war and each one's afraid to fight the other the stalemate is what matters, but they bumble around and stumble around anytime anyone makes a move because they're scared. Well, because these guys are, you know, classic bullies. They right. they they put forth a front to scare you and expect yeah. you to back down. But now it's like even numbers against both. Look at the classic construction of this shot. Right. He's in the middle, up high. They're slowly trying to get up the courage to fight. Right. But really what they're hoping is just, I really hope those other guys back down because right. I really don't want to be in a fight. Isn't this the Cold War? This is the Cold War. This is Russia yeah. and America. Every once in a while, someone you know, someone comes at the, the Cuban Missile Crisis or right. the Khrushchev stuff with Kennedy and, you know, that kind of stuff, and then they retreat That's back to. That's a great point. I same. wonder if Kurosawa is thinking that. Oh, I, I. How could he not be? It's the '60s. Yeah, the Cold War is in full swing here. Well, and, and Doctor Strangelove comes out like right. two or three years after this, which is just, yeah, I essentially making fun of it as well. So this inspector comes, and everyone goes, "Oh, good, we're not going to fight." Right? Do you think if the inspector hadn't come, they would have fought? Yes. I think eventually there would have been some kind of clumsy, awkward battle. And then they would have both run away a bit. Both, like there would have been a little bit of something. Right, And right. then they would have. Still showing off for their yep. you know, underlings. Got to look good for the inspector. Yeah.
act as if everything's normal. <laughs> See, and he couldn't have seen the expector coming. So, you, nope. so in a way, Steve, you're you're right. I think he does have somewhat of a plan, but I think you're you're very right that like, it's all dependent on what happens next. Yeah, and he adjusts and troubleshoots accordingly. I'm, I think he knows that he wants to destroy these sides by playing both sides. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. he knows that much. Yes, but as far as what's going to happen, right? So now again, we're separated by these yeah. these walls, but we can see through the walls. I, I just, it's such a beautiful construction, you know. And, and this is where you know filmmaking is planning. You know that that's one of the things. It's funny. I just finished a semester at school, and I have my students do a bunch of papers, and basically all the papers. I think everyone I've read so far talks about because uh, their papers are on what they learned in yeah. their last film project talks about planning. Mm -hmm. I needed to be more prepared. I needed to be more prepared. Wow. I mean, and that's because filmmaking takes tremendous preparation. And you look at this, well, this idea was built in set design right. long before they got, they had to, Kurosawa had this idea of this space that you could see through slats and open up and close windows and yeah. doors. And that was planned way, way, way in advance. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he says it was all interrupted. There's also the possibility that whoever survived that battle, he was going to wipe them out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it, what's, so, what's so interesting about his strategy is, yes, they saw him use a sword very briefly. Yes. But by siding with one and then unsiding with them, yeah. he, his stock just went up. Yeah. You know? So rather than them all disliking him, which they should, yes, because he killed a bunch of dudes on one side and right. then betrayed the other side, now they all want him more. Yep. Ah, the mayor. This is the first time the old man has turned around. And he's interested in what's he seeing? Yep. What he's seeing. Also earlier, I want to say one thing. He says, uh, Yojimbo says that man is a nobody, yet he drives a big car, right? Right. And this Basically, man is an yeah. inspector and all this kind of jazz. Once again, I think you can find symbolism here. You can find meanings here. Well, because well, part of what it's saying is that this whole thing is corrupt. Right. The whole world is corrupt. Right. You know, and this is the, the end of the Tokugawa period and the beginning of the Meiji period, I think. Mm. And the Tokugawa period was a very, very strong central government for a long time. Right. And at this point, it's all starting to fall apart. Yeah. And that's Takashi. Is that Takashi Shimura? No, yep. it is right. It is, yeah. and that's that's just crazy to me. Yeah, it's so weird that he has this small part in this movie, <laughs> and again, it's seven years later. Right. 
And on the one hand, it's kind of nice that Kurosawa continues to use the same guys. And yeah. there's just part of me, it's like going, you couldn't have given him a slightly better part than this? Well, look at Pacino in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He only has three scenes. Yeah, but that's a... Sometimes it's just working with the master again. I, I Here's what... I feel like it's different. Okay. Because that is, oh, cool, it's Pacino. Right. He's got a little cameo. Isn't that awesome? This is like, here's an actor with a bit part. It really? doesn't to me. That's how you don't it feels. think at the time people were like, "Oh, Takashi Shimura is in this." Maybe I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I love that word palanquin. I believe it is pronounced palanquin. I love it even more now. Palanquin. I believe. Okay. Don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's like bivouac. So. There's certain words that just stay with you. <laughs> I love his. I love his. His face is so good with that teeth. Well, it's like him and the hammer dude and right. and to some degree, Tatsuo Nakadai are these characters, mm-hmm. you know. Or caricatures. Caricatures, yeah, say. exactly. Yeah. And I wonder how much of this has a basis in what you what we talked about in the first episode of Kurosawa, like the idea of it being... <laughs> Again, I love Buffoonie's looks. <laughs> yeah. Does this have a basis in Kabuki or anything like that? This idea of this caricature? That's a great question. I don't know. Uh, there's the there's the wife. The, the, <laughs> yeah. I, I I love the I'm just going to do nothing. Yeah, because he's just like, I don't understand how to process this. (laughs) Foodie just sitting there. (laughs) Maybe the innkeeper doesn't know what to do. And we don't have a resolution of the situation, nope. no. you know, which is very interesting. Yeah, once again, you talk about weather, Steve. Yeah, here we go again. Yeah. Just like at the end of Samurai. Yeah. Seven Samurai, the weather, the rain. You know what would be a fun movie to do is uh, is to do your, the Yojimbo structure, Stranger Comes to Town, mm-hmm. except it's Hollywood Studios and the new filmmaker or the mm. new agent or the new producer. Yeah. Who just plays different studios against each other. Didn't the player kind of do that? I haven't seen that movie in 20 years. That might be something we could yeah. explore. Well, we haven't road. done an Altman. Yeah, we haven't done an Altman. We haven't done an Altman. I would do, because uh, I would love to do MASH. Yes. I would love to do Nashville. Okay. Um, There are a couple of Altman movies yeah. I really like. And yeah. Player. I like Player a lot. Yeah, Player would be good. The funny thing about the Player to me is that I saw it before moving to LA. Oh, okay. And I there were several like kind of Hollywood satire movies. Oh, maybe Player I saw right when I got here. Mm-hmm. And there's like Swimming with Sharks and there's The That's Big Picture. Great. and Oh, yeah, Big Picture. And all of those I thought were overblown satires. <laughs> and then when I got to LA, it started to be in this industry. I'm like, oh no, those are like documentaries. Yeah, right. You know, it's actually way underblown. crazier. <laughs> it's way, yeah, it's, it's underblown. There's more. Yeah. It's even more ridiculous than you think. Yeah. Dude is so scary. He reminds me of Jaws and James Bond. Well, that's what Shaquille. I think I might have said this is I wonder if he has that disease. Oh that yeah. Makes you, Cause right. he has those features. Yeah. 
So now we're ready to make another deal. Well, what happened was he had the two underlings come and he yeah. wouldn't make a deal with them. He needed the boss to come. Right. We get a little bit more of the machinations of the bad guys. Mm. One of the things that's interesting in the, in, in, I guess it's similar in a way to Seven Samurai, which is that a lot of Japanese culture had pretty strong demarcations between class, you yeah. know, caste. Now, this guy presents like a samurai, mm-hmm. and yet he's a merchant. And what I wonder is, is he a samurai who's really become a merchant? Right. Or is he a merchant pretending to be a samurai? Mm. His price is going up and up. Well, of course. His position, his leverage is getting stronger and stronger. Which is a lesson for you kids. Yeah. Be good at what you do and don't <laughs> rush into any deals. That's good advice. <laughs> Why is he happy that the inspector's leaving? Uh, I don't know. Because the inspector just needs a lot of bribery or maybe. And it's costing them or. Right. We should have been drinking sake. <laughs> in the middle of the day? Oh, I'm good. <laughs> I, I don't like sake even on the regular day, a regular time. I didn't like sake until I started drinking cold sake. Oh, okay. Cold sake is good. Right. Hot sake, I don't like at all. What was uh, Kikuchio drinking in, or Kikuchio drinking in 7 Seven? Yeah, I don't think it was hot. Yeah. And I think it was unfiltered. Oh, yeah. Because it looked kind of creamy. Yes. This user, what is that instrument? Is it a, like a harpsichord or whatever it is? I don't know. Such an interesting choice. See, now he's become impatient. Yeah. He wants his plans to go forward. I think it's an interesting statement. This is dangerous work. It's only worth it if the price is right. Right. What price do you think he's talking about? I mean, it seems like he's talking about money. That he wins. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think on some level he wants to do some good. Yeah, sure. But it's not altruistic the way our samurai and seven samurai are. Right. Well, it's interesting because in this film, the the restaurateur, I guess you could say his name, or what he is, is, is our eyes into this whole thing. Right. He is like, in seven samurai, we can pick a samurai to connect to and yeah. follow. With this, you know, Jimbo's not really the one we're connecting to fully. We're watching him. We're not connecting. Yeah, I don't think he's connected. He's so beyond us. Yes, and we exactly. don't. You know, he's he's kind of unknowable and odd, and we're observing the world with him. Yeah, as he experiences it. Yeah. Hmm. We can't have them making peace. Yeah. And the coffin. So how I need people to use these coffins. Right. And so this also messes up his plans, Yojimbo's plans. Look at his face. Mm. Yeah. This idea, yeah. 
it's convenient for the truce. Well, it's 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 such an odd thing of like <laughs> the, the number of bad guys with swords compared to the number of people. Yeah. It goes back to this thing we were talking about before. It's like who's buying stuff? Like yeah. who? Where are the customers? Eventually, they got to make money. You right. Know? You know, it's like having a bar with uh, fifty bouncers and three customers. Yeah. You know, and the same three customers. Right. Now, who is that? Right. Uh, now, this is how you enter into a movie. Yeah. I'm sure there was some takes where there's like, ow, I got some in my eye. Right. It's dusted my eye. <laughs> I love what you said, man. Three stages of... Yeah. Kurosawa leads all in one movie. What's so funny to me is that the, the, the changes this guy goes through in the next 20 years of film. Yeah. You know, you know, one of my greatest regrets was he came and did a night at the new Beverly mm. uh, with uh sort of doom. And right. I did not go see him speak uh, that night because I was dealing with some shit inside mm. and I didn't go. And it's one of my biggest regrets because mm. who knows how many years he has left on the planet. Sure. He's in his 90s. Right. And apparently it was a great uh, Q&A and he was very on top of things. Um, And of course, it's important. He's got a revolver. Yes. Which is a kind of weapon, you know, which which shows that this is after... America opened up Japan in the 1850s, I think it was. Yeah. Because there had been no trade with the outside world for like 200 years. Right. So the only muskets that they only had muskets that were 200, 1600s. Yeah. And then suddenly there's this influx of modern weaponry. Hmm. And that's part of why the Tokugawa shogunate fell. You can see the historical documentary, The Last Samurai. That'll right. tell you what happened at this. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I remember oh, loving it. I love that movie. I get shit for it, but I love that movie. There are there are problems with that movie, but a problem but, with any historical. Movie. But but one of the pro- but the problems are not that it's not a well made movie, right? You know, yeah. And now we have what these two guys that are are they on both side on one side or are they on opposite sides and they're friends? Like, what's the deal here? These are the aren't these the guys that killed the magistrate and the other? Oh yeah, yeah. And now this is the swordsman. You're right from Seven Samurai. It's Kyozo. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's crazy to me. That face is unmistakable. And yet, he's a totally different kind of character. Yep. yep. You ever been hit with a bottle over the head? <laughs> no. Just dude. a question. Just a question. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I've seen it happen, but no. Really? Like a real? Yeah, a bar uh, fight in the military. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those guys... Piss and vinegar in your twenties, man. Crazy shit happens in those bars. Yeah, I don't, yeah. God, the, the music is so good. good. The playful impending doom is just so great of that music. Because yeah, so these are the guys that killed the magistrate in the other village. I right. can't believe that's Kyozo. <laughs> I 
He's playing such a ridiculous <laughs> character. Uh. See, because they're just pawns. Right. And you think that he's killed these guys. But he's not. No. He just cut this guy's clothes open. And gave the other guy a little poke. You ever been stabbed with a samurai sword? No, no, I've never been stabbed with a samurai. I have. Nor should I be. Oh, really? I've oh, yeah. Stabbed? I have. So I have a, you know, cheap knockoff katana that my grandmother bought me in Japan. Yeah. And I was practicing f- doing the sheathing it, which is you go like this and then you slide it in. Right. And you guide the sword with kind of your like your hand, but you don't touch the blade. You right. kind of create a guide. And so I was practicing in front of a mirror. I'm like 18, Oof. you know, and I'm practicing and practicing and I missed. And I went like, like this. And I stuck the point into my side. Oh, maybe a less than a quarter of an inch. <laughs> and I, I looked down, you know, and, it, and it's like, I'm a freshman in college being a, an idiot yeah right of course. <laughs> just That's a major R18. dork yeah and i look down and there's and i just had this moment of like there's a sword sticking in me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real moment <laughs> and it bled a tiny tiny it's just a, it's the tiniest of scratches did you have a like a like a shock and then just a slow scream no, <laughs> no 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 because i was in my dorm at uh, college and i very quietly put the sword away <laughs> and never spoke we'll never speak of this again, again. <laughs> until the cinephiles until the cinephiles <laughs> Got a nice little party going on. Yeah. The band is rocking. These are all stolen. And again, women. the faces from Mufuni yeah. are the best. Well, the surreal nature of it all yeah. is what he's looking at. It's like, what what is wrong with these people? Like, why would they even think to do anything like this? It's like what I felt when they had a rave at the beginning of Matrix Revolutions. Oh. I was like, what the f- what is what? this all about? Or reloaded rather. Yeah. Th- those those movies. Yeah, I remember being so hopeful, and I remember after Reloaded going, "No, that was good." I mean, yeah, yeah, was, right. You yeah, try to talk know, yourself into like, it. Like, it was good. Yeah, I think those are the biggest. It's hard to say what the biggest sequel disappointments are, but that's one of them. That's one of them. Crystal Skull is another one. Oh, that's the biggest for me. Yeah. I still love that South Park episode where they had oh my god with Harrison Spielberg Ford and Spielberg. Lucas oh. raping oh. <laughs> Harrison Ford over and over again. Oh, it's such a shame. <laughs> I love how his reputation has just oh yeah grown and grown. Yeah, even the big guy isn't like stepping up to him anymore. But also, he hasn't done anything since the beginning. It's just... Right. It's the f- f- fear of the possibility. Yeah. Right. Another great shot. Yeah. You know, it's, it's incredible. Like, how do you choose to light the middle of the stairs? Is it to put that, almost like a halo around him or a spotlight on him? A pseudo spotlight off the wood reflection? It's interesting. Well, and the... Mickey Mousing, which means stinging movements with music mm. of him coming down these stairs. Oh, good point. Yeah. One of Sebe's men overheard yeah. them and captured them. 
See, he find because he couldn't have known that the that the, that this guy had had the magistrate killed. Absolutely. So he only found that out because this guy lets it slip, right. and then he happens to find. He didn't know that he was going to find the guys who killed the magistrate. Right. So the plan of I'm going to give him to the other guy and then use get money from this guy to go get the guys that I already got. Exactly. He he had to just be playing this by ear. He's a dizzying intellect. <laughs> <laughs> He's still not committing to be the body. No. He is tough as hell. Right. He's kind of, he's a little bit turned on by him. (laughs) Yeah, Nagada is so great. Look at the bags under his eyes, man. I think they made him up to they must have made him up to some degree to be older. Maybe. I mean that's a hard drinking man. Yeah. It's true. I wonder if they've ever done a biopic of Mafuni in Japan. Hmm. Cause obviously there's been a couple of docs, but Oh. Beautiful swordsmanship. Ah. No. Ooh, there's some blood. The choice to hold the gun inside the kimono, not through the sleeve. Managing to cause a whole bunch of stuff to happen, but not actually doing much is is a brilliant skill. It's amazing. If you're good with words, it's amazing what you can influence people to do. Or good with silence. Mm, That too. So now we've got something on the other guy. Right. And we're going to have an exchange. It's 2 a.m., Gonna be an exchange. Such an odd time. And again, Sancho has done nothing. Yeah. He's caused all this to happen. He didn't have to do almost anything and he got paid. Just the gleeful joy he has just because he has a pistol. I mean, I think at this time. A revolver is a superpower. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So you run out of bullets. True. <laughs> oh, that's good. What are those? Looks good, whatever it is. I don't know. Looks I bet it's a a turnip or a maybe, yeah. I don't know. He wrote half of the drama <laughs> and the other guy just rewrote the other half again. He can't, he's just, he's going with the flow. Yep. What I wonder is, was that stuff in that pot as hot as it looked? Because if it was that hot, it would burn the crap out of your mouth. One or two takes tops. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you have a dude call out? It's 2 a.m. Yeah. It's time to fight. Well, does he on normal nights say it's 2 a.m.? I don't think so. I think this was all set up. I also wonder, how does he know what time it is? That's a good question. So this 
is shot day for night. So this is broad daylight. Wow, really? Yeah, because again, it's to have these long lens shots where everything is in focus. Yeah. You need tons and tons of light. Wow. So you stop down the aperture so it's really, really small, and that allows all this deep focus. And you, when you look at it, you see how that, it's yeah. clearly sunlight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. So I think we're going to bring out the, uh, now is that, we're going to, we're going to trade this guy yeah. for the two guys that killed the magistrate. I think it's all going to go really well. Sure. <laughs> Once again, that music kicking in. Yep. But this time without the playful uh, chords in it. Yep. Uh, this is more tense, but still overblown with those mm -hmm. trumpets. And, and it's also the, the, uh, formal construction of these shots yeah you know they're very everybody's placed in just the right spots so should i push you forward or do you let go of the rope or how, how do we run this oh see and this is the thing because they don't actually care about getting these guys back right they're happy to have them dead And now one side has a huge advantage. Yeah. But they got the his wife, right? Or his girlfriend or whatever. She, or his sister. Is it, who yeah. is she? I think she's, yeah, some relationship to him. And then just randomly. Like, this is so random. Yeah. This wasn't presented before at all. But we can tell by the reaction. We can tell yep. by the music that this yep. is... There's tragedy and romance in this in that musical cue music cue. I think so. It's it's Ushitora, whatever it's it's yeah. his uh girlfriend or right. mistress or something. And of course Mufuni's been watching the whole thing. He said, so that was amusing. Wait till 2 a.m. And he's like, yeah, that was amusing. <laughs> One of the interesting things about the structure of this film is how little the main character does yeah. most of the time. Great point. You yeah. know. Now we're back to another face-off. Now we have like the broad daylight exchange. Again, just formal construction. Everything yeah. parallel. Everything they're 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 moving in like almost. If you looked at a top down, it's all perfect shapes and perfect yeah. circles and spirals. It's a Busby Berkeley samurai fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea either. I don't know if we're ever doing a Busby Berkeley on the cinephiles. <laughs> I don't think so either. For those of you who don't know, go search on YouTube for Busby Berkeley. <laughs> it's impressive. But I don't know if it's worth the cinephiles. <laughs> and now here's this whole other thing that we couldn't have known about. Right. You know? And he couldn't have known about. And just like you said before, we're gonna we haven't been told any of this in advance, yeah. but we're gonna figure it out right away. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. This idea that he's, you know, ashamed. Yep. All right. Guy on a rope. Yeah. Takashi again. Woman on a rope. You ever been tied up? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I've never been part of a prisoner exchange, that's for sure. (laughs) So many experiences we haven't had. (laughs) Now, who's this guy? Is he one of the Samurai Seven? Seven Samurai? I don't know. And now we suddenly go, oh, that's his mom. Right. And, and 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 the whole scene sort of shifts as you figure that out because you yeah. thought you were watching one thing and now you go oh no when we hear that mommy right and now and now it got real it got serious it is and you can hear from the musical against the yeah. tragedy yeah right. So the question is who is. This woman. Yeah. And now the exchange just is going to happen real fast. And look at Shamora. Look at just the way he plays her. Yep. He looks so different too. Yeah. Well, and again, no one could have anticipated any of this. Yeah. (laughs) I love that we have two mommy moments. (laughs) We have the sweet one that's emotional. And then we have the mommy coward. Yeah. She's a sweet lady. So what's the situation? Like, obviously, they bought her or they stole her. Yep. And so, and she's like, "What's his face? His favorites, favorite." Yeah. And being taken away, right? Well, and I think this is the first moment where we feel any of the real pain of what this situation is. Yes, up to this for point, it's all been kind of yeah. fun. Yeah. Intentions have not gone down. No. It's like the I like the little pose. So yeah. is this, is this a friend of the Indi- of the restaurateur? Is it, uh... so he is a gambler. Okay. Well, I think we're about to find out his whole story. Right. So I think he gambled away his wife. Yeah. Uh, so here we find out. What's interesting that it's just it's just because we just did Seven Samurai yeah. is he is like the 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 flip side of Rikichi, right? You know, because Rikichi had his wife stolen by bandits, right? And this guy's wife is taken by bandits, except it's this guy's fault, right? Because he gambled away his wife. Oh my god, this is just horrible. The shame of it. Yeah. But whereas Rikichi we can like, we can't really like this guy. You can feel for him. Yeah, of course. You know. Right. He takes his punishment every time. 
You ever gambled away a person? <laughs> no. Certainly not a wife. <laughs> Nor would I. I mean, what if you had like a really good hand? <laughs> you never know, man. That's why I never bet. I lost rent money one time and uh, never bet again. Smart. Yep. It's, it's a bad... Uh, I heard, a, I heard a lecture from a mathematician whose job, other than being a professor, was to design, help them design the odds perfectly for yeah. Vegas games. Yeah. You know, so that, and he, what he said in this lecture was, if you play one or two hands of this or one or two slot, any game, he can't predict what's going to happen. Right. But the longer you play, the more exactly you will come to <laughs> hit that over time, you will lose 51.6% of the time or whatever it is. Right. And hearing that, that kind of killed gambling for of me. Of course. I was like, oh, so eventually yeah. you will go to that average and you will lose. Yep. And here we are again. Do they just hang out at these stairs all the time? <laughs> so I think now he has a new goal. Yes. You know, because now there's the kid and the woman and he's like, this is where he genuinely... I think before, it's not that he wasn't trying to do a good thing, but I think he was doing it for the fun and yeah, the challenge. sure, sure, sure. Here, he's actually trying to save somebody. Which is also brilliant story work by Kurosawa, right? How much longer could this have gone on with just the two idiot factions going at each right. other? You needed some human connection here. Right. Um, and bringing that family in gives it that element. Right. Yeah, you cha you you change the whole dynamic here, and the stakes feel real now. Yeah. yeah, and of course, this is also what leads to his downfall. Yes, you know, which he teases, by the way, mm. just a few, just a minute or two ago, when he said, "I hate men like that," right? Because he used to be a man like that. He was a man like that, mm. right? Just like uh in seven samurai i was like oh they hate i hate the farmers about like recruit you right right when yeah. he's yelling at them for crying and stuff it's because he used to be that right mm. right i'll just go along and i love that he's <laughs> a said six guys are not enough and b kind of figured out what the defenses are right I love the whole the whole physical character of this yeah is brilliant the way he walks I know all of it is watching it as an actor is brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Oh, this scene is great. <laughs> I gotta go beat him up. He's such an idiot. <laughs> oh, in front of oh, the kid. God, I know. All six men have been killed. Without even checking. Yeah. And why Why would he? Yeah, right. And, you know, he just came up with this plan. I love the way. This, like, oh, this fight scene is great. It's so incredible. That sword cut is beautiful. When he's Look really, how he moves through space. Yeah, and when he's really going to fight, the body completely changes, yeah. right? Get your husband and run. He's like, come on, I told you to go. How much yeah. time do you think we got? Uh, what's interesting to me, I wonder if why he didn't do any slow motion. Because we talked about his uh, really using slow motion in the in the scene with the thief and the scene in Seven Samurai with the Master Swordsman. Yeah. And there, that 
fight is super fast yeah, and true. done. See, this is truly altruistic, what he's doing here. Yes. And this is what is going to cause get him in trouble. Mm-hmm. They don't leave, do they? They do. They write a letter. Right. That's Wrexham stuff. I, I think we said this before. This to me is like Orson. Yeah. In Citizen Kane. <laughs> oh, this is you. This is happening to. Okay. Yes and no. <laughs> I knew how to handle him. You're awful funny, aren't you? I can't imagine more oh. different filmmakers than Orson Welles and, and Akira Kurosawa. Yeah. The commonality is they're both master filmmakers. You know, that's the thing. I Kurosawa more than Welles, in my opinion. But that's, that's what, well, it's like, I don't think there's any movie like Citizen Kane. Mm. But Kurosawa makes so many great films. Yes. And Wells does not. No. You know? Um, you watched um, Other Side of the Wind, right? Yes. There are shots in that movie where you go, I went like, there it is. Yeah. There's that Orson Welles eye. Yeah. It's just like, I can't believe how amazing this is. And that movie doesn't, I don't, I don't understand what the hell's going no, on in that no. film at all. Which is basically <laughs> all of his 70s films. Yeah. Well, I understand what's going on is F is for fake. Right. You know, because it's a it's this weird essay thing. But yeah, the 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 later films are just sort of like, what? What is this? Yeah. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, right. <laughs> and don't gamble. Yeah. I mean, unless you got a really good hand, in which case, you yeah. know, maybe put the kid up next time. How, how much is 30 rail at that time, too? I wonder. That's a good question. I don't have is the it enough to really start over? 1880 exchange rate. Oh, my God. Now I have to look it up. I, I don't know. I don't know if they, things go back then. Rio to dollars. I want to find out. He did a pretty good job setting the stage. He did. I love six men weren't enough. See, I told you. Yep. Who would you rather hang out with, assuming you could speak Japanese, Kurosawa or Orson Welles? Kurosawa. See, I want to hang out with Orson. I think I would have... Well, because I enjoy interviewing people, I think I would enjoy... Mm. Kurosawa more but then again but he wasn't a good interview from what I yeah right and I'd have to Kurosawa to drink oh he would drink then he would well so would Orson I would think right but Orson wouldn't tell you one true thing at all the whole night and now there's the fire again these things that we see in Kurosawa films rain wind fire This is a great setup, though. I'm burning down your yeah. stuff because I thought you stole the girl and you didn't steal the girl. Right. I love... He's just continuously smirking. All the time. It's a, it's, it's a perma-smirk. He loves it. 
So again, it's a long lens, and that's why the fire looks so close. Right. And now we're destroying the sake. So we've destroyed the silk, and we've destroyed the sake. So the main two points of wealth in this town. On both sides. Yeah. I'm sure the direction was just run around and do stuff. (laughs) You're not going to actually succeed in stopping anything. (laughs) I wonder how many takes they had to do with this. Oh, the hammer is going to help. The hammer will work. (laughs) A real was a gold coin. Yeah. It was worth four koku. And one koku was uh, rice, right? 330 pounds of rice. All right, so no, we can figure this out. Yes. How, how many koku was this? Uh, four koku is one rio. Okay, so 330, 1,200, uh, 1,320 pounds of rice. Uh-huh. So how much would a pound of rice cost today in dollars? Oh, I, good point. Maybe $3, $4? Okay. So, so a, a rio is about, uh, based on that, it'd be about $4,000. Yeah. Jesus. I'd like that we kind of figured this out. <laughs> so 30 Ryu, that was a ton of money. Yeah. If we're doing this math right. It says, if based on the rice standard, it is worth 330 pounds times 0.50 cents dollars per pound, uh, which is 165 bucks. If it's based if based on the gold content, it had around nine grams of gold due to debasement. So that's $378 per mm. Rio. Hmm. If we exchange the Rio for silver, 200 grams of silver, that's 132 bucks. Hmm. So in modern times, 30 Rio was $4,000. Wow. Wow. All right. That's enough to start your life over. Sure. At that time. And now the coffin guy is screwed. Yeah. Because there are too many dead bodies and nobody's buying coffins. Well, and this is where I go like, is this town better? Right. You know? Yeah, you're out of sake because they got rid of all the sake. Oh, no, he's still got some. What's he he mad about? The coffin guy. He can't get paid to bury these dead bodies. He lives off this battle happening. Right. So I don't have any sympathy for him. He wants the fight to continue. And now the innkeeper's kind of digging this. He's like, this is going well. Yeah. Oh, now all of a sudden. So now we, the innkeeper knows about him helping the girl, right. which is, of course, the worst possible thing. And he's brought this letter. Right. And let's just leave it out there. Which is what my problem is with this. <laughs> this is where this is a bit of a story convenience in the film that yeah. I didn't 100% like. Because I think if this is actually a Jimbo, he picks that thing up and throws it in the fire. Right. Without even reading it. And he doesn't like that his cred is getting watered down. Right. And as soon as that, particularly as soon as that door opens, yeah. you should grab the letter. Exactly. As subtly as possible, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is a unibrow of all unibrows. The teeth are everything. <laughs> Let me see if I've got that right. I, I know that's got to be him from Seven Samurai. What I like is as the war has escalated, he just is kind of disconnected. He's yeah. probably sitting in the inn. Doing his thing. Yeah. 
So now they they know that the wife and husband and kid are gone together. Mm-hmm. So he was Shichi, Shichiroji. Oh, he's Shichiroji. He's, he's Shichiroji. The, he's not Heihachi. No. Wow. Oh, yeah. Now I can see it. He, he is also in Rashomon. Hmm. He's described as Ushitora's rotund brother. Okay. So they're starting to figure it out. Yeah. And he starts to go for that sword. So even without the letter, they figured it out. Yeah. It seems like. The letter is just sort of the final bit of proof. He's smart. Mm-hmm. That's why he's brought into this thing. He's probably the smartest of the bad guys. Yes. More than the bosses or the wife. They're trying to make that's a good move. Put that bottle over the letter. Hmm. It's a really interesting angle with a hand in the foreground in the corner of the table, pass the bottle to his face. Right. Oh, that was not a smooth move, innkeeper. <laughs> Doe. And again, Mifuni's look, because the camera's moved up, so he's in frame now. Right. But this only reinforces that he shouldn't have helped these people out. Yep. And now we cut two, or wipe two. Yeah. It's later. We got our guys gambling in the foreground, our giant and our brother. Who's that lying down on the floor? <laughs> and then we suddenly go, oh, yep. And he turns his head towards camera and we see it's bruised and beaten. Wow. And it's great too, because just when he's riding high, just when he's become this, right. you know, white knight, so to speak, we put him into an underground posi- an underdog position by having him beat up and you know all this and being two common bodyguards taking care of by the way that, that was just a good example of the expression of hang a lantern on it which is if you have something that seems weird in your movie yeah you have someone say it so this guy says are you sure it's okay not to have him tied up oh and the other guy says oh no he's nothing without a sword right. and because the first thing we're thinking is why aren't they tying this guy yeah. up? that is called hang a lantern on it <laughs> um I don't know what it's called in Japanese. I call it a neon sign in my world. Yeah. Um, and he starts to get up. I mean, the idea that you say that this guy's nothing without his sword. Yeah. Like someone who trains for decades to be good with a sword, probably good with other stuff too. Yeah. But I think we're also about to see the power of the giant. Also, not needing to move quickly. Also patient, not doing much through the movie, quiet himself, the giant, until he has to be. Have you ever been beaten up by a giant? Uh, I have not been beaten up by a giant. I did spar with a 300 plus pound football player once. Oh my God. And it was so weird because I've always been the bigger, stronger guy sparring with someone who's faster and lighter. Yeah. And so I had to go like, oh, I'm the little guy. I have to like totally. What do I do now? What do I do? (laughs) Yeah, he was like a a lineman for, uh, was it Old Miss? I forget. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. 
So he was just a college kid. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was in his, we were both, it was when I was shooting a film oh. in uh, North Carolina and he was the dolly grip. Really nice guy. Right. And we just started talking about martial arts. He's like, oh yeah, I got a black belt in karate. And and then we just started playing around and then suddenly we were kind of sparring. I'm like, <laughs> man, this guy's huge. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tendency to want to go after big guys, mount them, <laughs> climb their back, and just start strangling them. Is a thing I have. It's just that's weird. Well, that's it's not a bad strategy. It's a male thing. You want to climb that mountain? You just want to climb that mountain. <laughs> it's a good line. You could trust him. He's out to save his own skin. Yeah. It's a fair point you make, actually, Steve. Now. Because Shimura is like just, it's not, they're not vibrant scenes no. or really memorable scenes. He's just scenes, a guy. Whereas Pacino makes everything memorable yeah. when he's in it. But Shimura's in service of the piece. He's coming in to play a small part. Yep. And, and, and you know, guy's got to work and yeah, it's sure. nice that Kurosawa hires him. It's just, oh, it's, it's like it's only seven years after you were the lead in the movie. Right. You know? And I don't know if he's been a lead. I don't know what movies are in between yeah. and what his parts in them were. I've never been beaten up like like that. No, I haven't either. Yeah. I've, I've taken some hits. Sure. But I've never been beaten up. Yeah. I've never been on the grounds like unable to get up or something. <laughs> That's a strong guy. I've been submitted. Yeah, I have too. That's for sure. But I've never been beaten up like that. I was choked out twice. Wow. <laughs> Shit. I've never had that. Yeah, it was weird. I've the, never passed out or been choked out. The weird one. So I had a Aikido instructor and he had a pin on me. And he had like my arm in a joint lock and he had his uh, foot at my throat right. and he was, he was standing and I was on the ground and he said, and I've got my ankle against his, you know, carotid artery and yeah. I just apply pressure and choked me out. So you, and, and he's telling me to tap, to tap means, you know, say, okay, I'm right, done. Right. And I didn't feel anything. And so I, I didn't tap. He's like, no, you should really tap. Or I'm going to choke you out. He's like, no, I'm, and, and then and I was out and then they were tapping my feet and waking me up uh, <laughs> and I was just like it was so weird <laughs> we gotta reboot this guy <laughs> that was <laughs> exactly what happened uh, I've gotten up too fast and almost passed out that's for I, sure <laughs> I, I have passed out <laughs> really yeah oh shit it happened twice where I oh. kind of stood up out of bed and it happened in front of my son. Oh no! So I, st he, we were all kind of in the bed together because he was yeah. sleeping with us. He was th two or three. I stood up, and then immediately fell forward, and I was on the ground. Wow! And 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 Jacks looked down at me and said, "That was funny. Do it again." <laughs> and I had and I was like, "Why does my chest hurt?" And I'd slammed into the nightstand Oof. in the center of my chest and fallen off. Yeah. Yikes! Yeah, you fully went down. I went down. Wow. Yeah. So now I get out of bed. In a two-step process, <laughs> sit up first, swing over, and then make sure that I'm okay, and then I stand up. It was really weird. Jack's thought it was hilarious. All right, so he has clearly had the this crap is a, beaten out. Of yeah, him. and this is a rare Mufuni with the hair down yeah. and the whole nine, just looking so disheveled. And he's gotten up. And he's got no way to get out. Right. They've left him alone. And then that light hits his face. I feel like he's has a concussion, man. How oh, can you know? oh, yeah. Right? No, definitely. And what does he see? 
We hear the music. We know that he sees something. Yeah. Perfect eye light on his right eye. And the eye goes wide yep. as much as possible. And suddenly he's got a plan. Mm. There's this chest. I think on some weird level, and I, and I have no evidence for this, yeah. that Sanjuro wanted something like this to happen. Yeah, I think that he his decision when he threw that stick up and his decision to stay in this town is on mm. some level testing himself. Yeah. You know, and I think like now it's a real test. Well, so these guys live for the fight. These guys live. Yeah. Some of them lived for this kind of thing, you know. And our bad guys come back, and he is just... I love that he's his kimono is stuck in the chest, and he pulls it in. So brilliant. Whenever you see candles moving around in movies, that usually means that there's someone moving lights to create the light. Because the candlelight isn't enough to create all this light in the room. So someone's moving a light around to match his movements with the candle. Right. Um See that that was a huge sweep of light coming from that point. little yeah, candle. Yeah, yeah. Now he's going to find a way to get underneath the the floor, I think. Great. Love the music. And I love his hair. Yeah. It's fully kind of kabuki-ish at, yeah. at this point. Great point, man. Yeah. yeah. See, the music cues are so great with the dread yeah. when they need to have them, playful when they need to have them. It's just so essential to these Kurosawa films. And I don't think it gets enough conversation when people break down these movies, how much the right. music really helps. I've heard commentaries, they don't even mention the music. And it's just mind, hmm. it's mind-blowing to me. And again, we have light coming through slats, mm -hmm. and you know, it's just a theme throughout the whole film. This is a, this is what we call pulling an Andy Dufresne. <laughs> we call him through a river, <laughs> shit, to come yeah. up clean on the other side. So. Have you done top ten escapes? Oh, good question. No, we haven't. We haven't. That'd be a good one. That would be a good one. Uh, yeah. It'd be tough not to have Andy Dufresne as number one. <laughs> True. But there's some good escapes. Mm -hmm. There's even a few great escapes. Hey, oh. There's even an escape plan. No, no, I shouldn't mention that. That's surprising. Escape from the Planet of the Apes? No, no, no. The oh. Stallone Schwarzenegger. Oh, geez. I, I saw plan. that movie. <laughs> there were certain charms in that there film. Were, yeah, there was a sequel. Was there? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. With that. Stallone and Dave Batista. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder what. So, what we said when we did Seven Samurai that Kurosawa's intention was to do an entertainment yeah. that was about something. And this one seems like he wanted to do an entertainment. Yes. You know what I mean? I think so until the family gets involved. Well, then there's something more. A little bit. But that's sort of classic hero going to save the people. You know right, what I mean? Right, right, Like, I don't think it's, it's, it doesn't make you think deeply about anything. Um, that's actually fair. 
You know, the interesting things that just occurred to me, yeah, because he does so, so much day for night, is uh, so no, if you do day for night in color film, you have yeah. to deal with the color temperature of daylight because daylight uh, is blue. The right. color the color of daylight is very blue, whereas nighttime light, particularly incandescent lights or f- fire, is always gold, warm colors. Yeah, and so whenever you're shooting day for night, you have to film it so it's the blue is balanced towards the gold, mm-hmm. so it looks like uh, nighttime. I just love the fact that we just saw him crawl like a dog across the thing, which is what he'd been oh, compared to and called. That's right. Yeah. See, and now this is going to be dangerous for this guy. Look right. at the lighting on his face and how his face looks with that makeup. Yeah. <laughs> Still got a sense of humor. Yeah. Oh, man. Good that we have these little slides. You ever drunk water from a dipper? <laughs> uh, yes, in the military, many times. <laughs> I have too. You know what we're going to need is a coffin. Oh, yeah, good call. And don't be as dumb as you were with that letter. I mean, what was what the hell? Like they call them two bit. Hmm. What's funny about two bit is that's a, that refers to a quarter. Yes. Um. But so it doesn't really make sense. Of the one of the. It's always interesting to see how things are translated because there's so much colloquialism that then they have to find right a, a matching colloquialism, and some of them don't make any sense. I see it with my students all the time where they'll use phrases from their culture right translated to english and i'm like i don't know what that means yeah you know like it's you know it says oh he he was really touching fire there i was like well it's not an expression here <laughs> it means something in chinese or something he was touching fire fire here's a basic rule when you're hiding someone yeah. don't immediately jump up the second that people leave and right. start doing stuff quickly you need to keep it cool a it little kinda longer. It kind of sells you out a little bit. Yeah. Again, the lighting is amazing. They almost make him inhuman. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good joke. Yeah, he's not dying yet. Yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. Is that the mayor or is that the timekeeper guy? Uh, it's not the mayor. Okay. I don't I think, think it's, it's the, the timekeeper guy. Japanese coffins are different. Yeah. More violence going on all around us. No, I mean it's so insane that he's like, 
I want to watch. And then he's going to lift up from that. I mean, it's just, it's so crazy what he's doing. Uh, <laughs> move further out. I mean, these poor dudes. Good God. I, just the stuff in the background. Mm. Again, it's just handled in this ridiculous way. Right. But it's also to get us to see what's happening, too, from this perspective and how horrific it kind of looks right now. Well, a, a, a horrific and incompetent. Yes. You know, it doesn't, these, it's like, okay, we're, this is, this part is horrific. Yes. They're just waiting for him, smoking him out. Well, and this is same as Seven Samurai, actually. Right. Death by a thousand blades. And but the music is not serious. The music mm. is. It's yeah. the tone is so odd. Yeah. It's almost so, adventure like. There's that gun. Cheating little bastard with that gun. Because the guy was really had a chance. Yep. <laughs> and here come the women out of the smoke right doesn't the wife come out I think that's so, the yeah. last one. Oh, there she is yeah oh oh and we didn't particularly like her. No. But we didn't like seeing that but either. But being killed from behind like that is terrible. Yeah. There's no reason to trust these guys at all. Right. Great shot of them coming out of the smoke. Oh, I mean, watching his parents die right in front of him. Insane. Oh, where is he getting bullets, by the way? I'd like to know. Uh, that's a great question. Because he seems to have an endless supply. Yes. And now here's where we got. It was good when they were like at a detente, right? But once one is finally killing them in such a brutal fashion, they're immediately the villains fully. Right. And so we're back in the camp of wanting to see what Sinjiro will do for or for revenge. Well, and the only, and really, and Sanjiro's lie of tell them I went to Sebe's mm-hmm. is what just got all those people killed. Yes, right. You know? Right. And they, and they were bad people. Right, exactly. But, we, but it's still sort of a weird, yeah. Uh-oh, we're short a guy. What are we going to do? Yeah, he ran around. I love this bit. Yeah. Talk him into helping you. He's like, just try it. 
just in case. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's an idiot. He's just wandering around. He's not sure what to do. He's like, I don't have anyone to kill. Where am I going? Hey, what you doing? (laughs) This is some good manipulation. Yeah. He didn't handle that letter thing well, but he's handling this very well. (laughs) He's making up for it. Yeah. I love, too, that that planting the seed of you're afraid of the dead people is what gets him yeah. to do this. But then it actually scares the crap out of him too. <laughs> it's it's the simple tasks that he's good at. You ever carried a body? Uh, I've carried a person, not a body. <laughs> they weren't dead. I was a pallbearer once. Oof. Ooh, I don't remember. Did I? For Joey. No, I don't think I did. I didn't for my dad, obviously, because he was cremated. Mm. I'm so. Never mind. I'm not going to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's going to beat me. And he gets rid of him. Well played, innkeeper. Good yeah. job. Again, you can tell it's a long lens because he doesn't... It seems like he's not going very far, even though he's running and his size doesn't change. Right. When you're setting up a shot like that, are you test? How many times are you testing it out, to the action, to make sure it looks... You've got to practice it. Well, yeah. because you got to... Your focus puller... Well, actually, that was mostly in focus, but a focus mm-hmm. puller has to stay with the movement, so you got to practice it. Right. And and uh, you you got to get the speed of the actor right and the camera operator. It takes it takes practice. Right. Um. That's one of the things I think my students are do the least, which is like, no, no, you have to do it over and over again. Make sure that everything is right in the frame from the beginning until the end. Right. And the only way you can do that is to rehearse it and practice it. Yeah. You know, even with great cameramen and great actors. <laughs> it's even worse when you smile. Yeah, he does. It looks like some kind of ghost. And there he goes. Which is, of course, ironic in the cemetery. Yeah. And now time is going to pass. Have you ever seen any good uh, Japanese ghost films? Horror films like Japanese, like from this time period? No. Like Ugetsu no. and stuff? Oh, man, those are... I think I did see Ugetsu a long time ago. Those are scary. That shot is filmed in reverse, by the way. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. It would have been like 30 takes. <laughs> At least. Well, and it's, 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 you know, a knife on a string that he actually is pulling out of the leaf right. with wind, and that makes the... I also think, Steve... And you know this is me. I also think this is great symbolism. As you said at the beginning, he was flowing with the wind. Yeah. Now oh. he's going to mm. make a stronger choice about what he's yeah. going to do. And that knife is stopping the leap. Yeah. It's him stopping the flow he's going to choose now. We hear Gonji's in trouble. Oh. And of course, it's his fault. See, and this is the 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 family, and this this is him being heroic, yeah, rather than him being sort of an unknowable person, yeah. And what do we have? A sword. 
I like that he says he's going to make sashimi out of them with yeah. the knife. Oh, now we go. We've got now that music. Da, 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 da. Oh, that's the West. And this is, I mean, look at that wind. Yeah, man. Apparently, these were huge airplane propellers. Oh, really? It's like three or four of them. There's tons of wind. Oh, shit. I forget if they hung him. I don't think so. I think he's tied. It's like that guy's like, who are you even, who are you even yelling to at this point? It's great, great foreground, background. Yeah. And what do you use? Do you use a long lens for that? Uh, that's the lenses are still relatively long because okay. you see that there's still size change. All yeah. The way, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, long lenses tend to flatten space out. But this is wider because you see his head is about the size of their bodies. Yeah, yeah. And his body way in the background is about the size of their head. So that's a wider lens. Hmm. Oh, hell's going to break loose now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten dudes. Yeah. One who's a giant with a hammer. And right. the other is a guy with a gun. Yeah. And this is the this is the old west, you know. And this is the first time we're hearing this like symbol. Yep. Look at that dust going through. That's just crazy. It's great. Yeah. Build up into the fight. Glad the innkeepers are okay. Yeah. Knowing who not to kill is an important thing for a filmmaker. Yes. You know. As is important as knowing who to kill. Yeah. yeah. I remember when we did Siren years ago, which is the web series I did, I killed Mike Ross in an episode. Ah. And then as I'm editing, I'm like, we can't kill that guy. And I had to go reshoot it so that he lived. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to kill Mike Ross. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you might want to sometimes. Yeah, of course. As we found out on Christmas vacation <laughs> in certain moments. Oh, I can't tell you how many times I've wanted to be this guy walking yeah. down in slow motion towards a, a fight. That's just so awesome. I had an Aikido class where basically the whole class, we just practiced walking. Huh. Heel to toe, moving as smoothly, like trying to move just like water across the mat. Right. Rolling your heel to your toe and moving your other foot and having nothing else in your body move. I was drenched in sweat. Wow. It was so exhausting. Sure. <laughs> Don't come any closer. Right. Got to make him miss that first shot. Can you shot. hit a moving target? Yeah. Right. Got the uh, knife in the arm. Again, cut through the space. I mean, it's just quick movements. Yep. Precise. And then this dude. It's like... You see everybody else has died. <laughs> and now this is the guy that we met at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. Who left his father, who said, I don't want to be a farmer. Right, right. Great point. And he says, go home. That movement of shooting that sword, that's how I stabbed myself. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite dead. So here's here's what's amazing to me. Yeah. So I think he's going to ask, he asked for his gun. Yeah. And tells him, don't worry, there are no more bullets in it. But 
Mufuni Sanjiro knows that still has bullets in it. He's right. not dumb. He just he's just confident. Look at the blood streaming out from him. Yeah. Oh. Well, and yeah, it's crazy. Well, and I think it's the same kind of rolling the dice thing mm. that he that's his nature. Right. It, well, he betrays that, right? When he sees the gambler or talks and says, I hate people like that. He might have done that. He might have gambled, or he was maybe a gambler. So he still is a gambler. Well, he is no a way. gambler. I mean, so, he's yeah. not a. I don't think he sits down and plays plays right cards. Right. He gambles with lives. He plays with higher stakes. Yeah. That was me. It's and weird that Kurosawa. Don't do it. Don't so do it. He gives him a nobility. Mm-hmm. The death of nobility. We just sit in this moment for a while. Yeah. And there's that smile. See, because even at this moment, he could he could kill him. He could take that gun away. Right. This is Russian roulette. You know? Mm-hmm. Right. He's confident in what he's done. That's why. See, and I think he's accepted, I'm either going to live or I'm going to die in this moment. Oh, really? Okay. That's what I think. Yeah. In this moment is just crazed. You ever insanely beaten a drum in the middle <laughs> of a town square? No. Now, is this the guy who was the time code guy? Or is this the mayor? I'm... I think it's the mayor. No, I think it's the main bad guy. I think it's oh, he just lost without just everything. Just lost now. all his people. Yeah. No, that's the time code guy, right? Because he's got his. You can see he's got his sticks. Yeah, I don't think there's a town here anymore. Yeah, like. What does that mean? I don't need any prayers. Well, he knows he's an evil man. He doesn't merit them. That's the guy. Mm. Oh, I think you're right. right. Maybe, so maybe that is the mayor. Yeah. You're right. He's been in service to those people for so long. Yeah, that was the the boss that he killed. And maybe they took his wife or maybe they took his family. Maybe. Yeah. 
Again, they call him Two Bit. Mm. How is he still talking? Yeah. Be waiting for you at the gates of hell. I don't know that he really has the right to call anybody else reckless. I mean, everything he's done in this movie has been pretty risky. (laughs) Go hang yourself. Right, that's the time cuber there. He's yelling at Yeah. Yeah, it'll be quiet. It's like only like four people left. Nice cutting those ropes. <laughs> well, it's a long lens, so he probably is about two foot gap between yeah. that. And there's just a little, and the guy's just holding the ropes and just drops them. <laughs> I love this music cue and just walking away. Yeah. Also, again, symbolic. The yeah. town was, what, beholden to this. They were tied up to this thing. Oh, now cutting sure. the ropes is... Sure, know, he's freed the town. He's freed the town, yeah. For better or worse, yeah. as you said earlier. Yeah. So, we have reached the end of Yojimbo. Yes. Great, um, great movie. I hope you enjoyed our commentary track on Yojimbo. Uh, we will probably do another one a year from now. Yeah. And if you want to hear more commentary tracks, we can do more of them. Just, you know... Sure. If you're willing to if pony is, up. Yeah, if there's a strong... Strong movement. Yeah, it's, it's speaking of which, uh, we'd love to hear what you th- think of Rojimbo. What, do you want to do some final thoughts? Uh, oh, uh, Sure, why not? This was a lot of fun to talk with you, uh, Steve, on. And also, I haven't seen it forever. Didn't feel like an hour and 50 minutes at all. And I can't believe we're already done with it. It's such a fantastic film that um, has action moments, but it's the waiting for the action that keeps you on the edge of your toes throughout the entire movie. And it takes a certain kind of filmmaker to understand how to use the medium in such a way to keep to make you feel as if you have been on this like ride the whole time. And certainly that happens throughout the whole movie. And it's great to see Mufuni again in his prime. I can never get enough of him doing that. And the little shoulder shake yeah. isn't as pronounced as I remember mm. it being. So it is there. But it's it's there just to give him a little bit of character. It's not overused, which I think is brilliant. So it's it's really funny. To, I think it's really great watching this right after doing Seven Samurai. Yeah, because here you see. I'm trying to think if there is a filmmaker who moves more easily between tones than Kurosawa. Mm. You know, like certainly there are filmmakers that evolve over time and yeah. change. But but like here we have. Two movies, both samurai movies, mm-hmm. both with uh, Toshiro Mifune, and they are just totally different in tone. Yes, totally absolutely. different. This is uh, funny and adventurous, and the character is kind of uh, amoral in lots mm-hmm. of ways, mm-hmm. and yet heroic in lots of ways. And it's uh, it's definitely aware of itself yeah. as a film, and that you're watching it, and that it's fun. Yeah. And also really violent. Um, (laughs) So that's what we think of Yojimbo. Of course, we'd love to hear what you think. Visit us on our Facebook page. Do a search for The Cinephiles. Please subscribe to the show on iTunes or YouTube or 
uh, Google Play or Spotify. Um, if you want to support the show and maybe help us figure out what our next director will be in January of 2021, support the show on patreon.com slash the cinephiles. You can also request cinephile shorts. I think we're about to record one right after this and mm. talk about uh, I'd like to talk about something, some other things we missed about Seven Samurai. So if you want to find out some other Seven Samurai thoughts, the best place is on patreon.com slash the cinephiles. Of course, you can always reach me at SR Morris on Twitter and SR Morris one on Instagram. John, where can they reach you? You can always reach me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram and I can encourage you all enough to please go subscribe to my YouTube channel, www.youtube.com slash John Roca says so much coming down the pike. Uh, so many great shows that I've already that I've been brainstorming about that are going to be coming here in the month of February. So please go subscribe there and give it some love. I would appreciate it. And I think that is it for our month of Kurosawa. And we will see you next time on The Cinephiles. <laughs>